This is the Outback Way podcast, proudly sponsored by our HEMA Guidebook and Atlas. Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. I am Helen Lewis. Buckle up as we take you on Australia's longest shortcut, a journey through the heart of Australia. Today's episode is all about the Golden Quest Discovery Trail. It gives me great pleasure to welcome Sarah Hinton, who is the Marketing Officer, and she's going to talk about the history and all the activities that there are to do on the Golden Quest Discovery Trail. This is located just out of Kalgoorlie. Laverton is sort of part of it, and so it actually allows travellers to experience and immerse themselves in all the points of interest in the Goldfield area. So welcome, Sarah. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Helen. Great. So, Sarah, um, tell us the history of the Discovery Trail itself because it has been around for a while and but has had various renditions and, and I guess like lots of tourism, it keeps evolving. So where is it at at the moment or where does it come from and where is it at at the moment? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the trail was first, you know, like a feasibility study was done in, well, gosh, the 1990s as a way to connect the shires from the goldfields and up into the northern goldfields as there was an opportunity seen there to join forces to promote the region as opposed to everybody just doing it for themselves. And look, we know there are lots of stories from this area and from these shires. So somebody, I don't know who, uh, had the great idea of thinking, well, what if we were to pop these and number them and actually make an itinerary of them? So the very first Golden Quest Discovery Trail guidebook, uh, which included two CDs, was um, produced in 2003. And then since then, uh, we are now on to the second edition of the Golden Quest Discovery Guidebook. And it's also complemented by a app that you can download on your phone. And the audio tracks have gone from CD to now being digital files. As we know that even, you know, young travellers and grey nomads, they're usually, you know, they'll have a tablet with them as well. So, yeah, it's the modern guide. It is a self-guided trail to make your way around the 25 points of interest along the route. You can just do it with the app, but a lot of travellers have come back to say, you know, it's so much better with the book to go with you. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, well, we find the similar, uh, I think, feedback from the Outback Way as well. The guidebook and the new travel journal we're putting together will uh, will be really, uh, you know, just dovetail into the app and follow the app, and but it just adds more information. So, yeah, that's really great. It does, and it gives you something to show other people as well. Well, that's our memento, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, definitely for souvenirs. And um, look, if we leave them laying around in libraries and such, people pick them up and they read it, and then they might want to grab a copy for themselves. So it does work, and it's a yeah, great souvenir. Yeah, that's excellent. So now, Sarah, the, uh, the Discovery Trail, as you mentioned, is actually made up of various shires. So what shires are involved with the Discovery Trail? Yes, so Site 1 for the Golden Quest Discovery Trail, which is 965 kilometres long, um, starts in Coolgardie. So your first couple of sites are in Coolgardie and then you make your way through Calgary Boulder into Menzies, Leonora and Laverton. And it sort of does loop around back on itself where you can come the back road um, from the goldfields, like the northern goldfields road, into Coolgardie through the back, which takes you past some of the historic stations and mine sites along that back way as well. And you can sort of hop over to Lake Ballard. You, you really make your own adventure, if you like, depending on which way you're heading. Okay. 
Oh, that's really good. And um, so could you give us some uh, top, uh, well, just some of the points of interest that you've just mentioned a couple, but, you know, for each of the, for, in Coolgardie, what would you, uh, what sort of other main points of attraction for Coolgardie? Coolgardie's got a lot of history, being the mother of the goldfields. But, um, look, my favourite might just be Warden Finity's house, which, you know, sits up on the hill. He was the first warden there. He's the first warden in Coolgardie, you know, in terms of the gold rush, making sure that law and order was kept and that people weren't out mining where they shouldn't be. So that home still sits there up on the hill. Beautiful view. It's, you know, it's got a working um, example of a Coolgardie safe. There's a lot of history there. But um, I also found out the other day that it was actually built by the Bunnings brothers. Oh, isn't that interesting? Oh, I just think it's fascinating. And it's probably proof of showing the brand and the quality the fact that the home still sits there today, despite being built in the late, you know, eighteen hundreds. And is that where is that where Hoover was? Did Hoover get where was where's the? No, so Hoover, um, very famous tale that one, isn't it, Herbert Hoover? So he was situated in Gwalior when he first came out as a young mining engineer. Yes, and that's where that house is overlooking the mine. Yes. Oh yes. my gosh! If you watched that episode of the SBS Secrets to Our City. I don't know if you saw that one. It was on on the weekend and people can view it by on demand, but it's an hour-long show and the photography and the drone footage showing Herbert Hoover's house, you know, up on top of the Gwalior Mine outside of Leonora is just amazing. You know, it showed you where the old swimming pool was and the homes that we used to live in. It was quite fascinating. Um, so a lot of people know about Lake Ballard being, you know, number one attraction for the goldfields in terms of, uh, art installation and just the natural landscape as well. But if you go out to Lake Ballard, I definitely recommend that you stop into the town site of Menzies, which you might think, oh, gosh, there's not a lot going on. But what really gives me a giggle is when you're in Menzies and so you go get your coffee in the morning at the Achievable Outback Cafe and then if you pop across, there's a new gallery there on the main street. I think it's the cafe owner's daughter who runs that one. And then if you pop over the street to the visitor's centre and the Rocks Museum, oh, my gosh, they've got rocks and gems from all over Australia. Um, usually sometimes you come across the same people serving you in a different shop. <laughs> and I just like <laughs> An old western and I just imagine that they're all running around swapping hats throughout the day so there might be six or ten people that service the entire town but Menzies is, uh, Menzies is great we uh, stopped there a little while ago to have a play at the water park so you think you're out in the middle of nowhere but if you want to you know the playground is fantastic and then there's a water park just push the button and have some splashing fun that's fantastic isn't it yeah and look at all these little little towns but above their average and they are really gems that you have to stop and actually discover and investigate because uh, otherwise if you drive through them you miss so much and uh, you miss so much there is a gorgeous um, Anzac mural on the side of the Menzies Town Hall you know if you are coming from the north into Kalgoorlie Boulder you'll see this memorial and it's just beautiful and the whole Menzies Town Hall itself has a fascinating history in terms of the clock but um, I won't talk too much about the clock. I, you know, implore people to go and find out for themselves, but it's quite a hilarious tale that goes with the clock on top of the Menzies Town Hall. And um, they've done a really good job in terms of they've got some interpretive signage and um, just beautiful. You know, it's not just a boring sign. These are rustic cutouts that are actually, the you know, the ghosts of the people that lived there before because these were quite bustling mining centres. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, they and they have... Uh 
that they've all gone through different phases and of evolution, haven't they? That's it, yeah, boom and bust. It's the life out in the gold fields. Exactly. Now, that, that's great. And, um, and so then moving from Menzies, we head to um, well, one of the other ones is Laverton or yeah, Laverton has some pretty, actually, I think uh, Laverton in the last three or four years has just started to blossom and really, uh, you know, showcase what it's good at. I think it's been, it's been pretty exciting. The Laverton area in terms of, you know, contribution to the economy of Western Australia and the country is huge. You know, the activity that happens there that you don't necessarily see because it is out sort of out in the middle of nowhere, but it's still within that shire. So they make all this money and it is great to see that the community is reaping the benefits. They've had a Main Street redevelopment, you know, the swimming pool's getting done. Hospital's a bit of a hot topic, but um, they're definitely ready to serve the amount of travellers that come through. So they project that over the next year, they'll get an additional 32,000 visitors to Laverton who are coming through that outback highway, which is just huge. So um, the state government has committed $2.6 million, uh, to the upgrade of the Great Beyond Visitors Centre, which already in its current state is a fantastic centre. You know, you can pop in and grab a coffee and then watch a little video. And when I was there, I think we bought out all of the fly screens, you know, the ones you put over your head. So they do a roaring trade in camping accessories. Um, But it means now with that expansion that they'll be able to, you know, expand the visitor's centre and the shop and the cafe, a bit more disability access to the interpretive displays, alfresco dining space and a new cultural garden as well. So it is quite the expansion in terms of the footprint, but then also the services that, you know, they can offer these additional visitors that come through. So I'm watching that one closely. It's going to be really exciting and I'd love to go up for the opening too. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it will really add value to the town and, and the community as well, which is very exciting. And, uh, and this is, I guess, you know, these tourism developments have a twofold role, uh, one for the travellers, but also one for the, for the residents of the town, for these tiny communities. Yeah, given something to be really proud of. The main street with its redevelopment is quite the oasis, actually. When you think you're out nowhere, <laughs> you come into this lovely little metropolis centre for the outback so no it's gorgeous and it's well deserved for the community they all work together really well if you get out there at christmas the town just go off for christmas lights and you know you can jump on a bus and have a view so it really is yeah lovely little community that are like you said earlier punching above their weight i suppose yeah exactly and then leonora has some really interesting places as well to visit on the trail Oh, yeah. So definitely the historical um, township of Gwalior is it's probably, you know, internationally renowned. Um, you know, people all went there to mine. It was really multicultural community. A lot of Italian families were there as well. So Gwalior, you know, it's quite amazing. The museum up there, the head frame, we look at head frames as those big structures across the gold fields. But the one out at Gwalior is actually different because it doesn't just go straight up and down. Because of the rock they were trying to get around and what they were trying to mine from that area, it's actually a 45-degree descent. So that's, you don't really see that anywhere. I think it's one of two in the world that's, you know, left in its current state that you can actually go have a look at. So it's quite fascinating. But um, well, back in the olden days when health and safety wasn't the number one, you know, it was a bit of a roller coaster ride going down on that descent. So there's lots of information up there at the museum to read about, you know. Sometimes it was footy games and pool parties and other times there was it was tragic. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was certainly wasn't for the faint-hearted, was it? No, no. And then one day, well, it might have been the 60s, someone might have to correct me on that, is when they closed the mine. And it was within three days, thousands of people left. And it all still looks the same. It is so fascinating. Go and have a look around. And the Gualia website that goes with that is really helpful as well. So you don't need to download an app. You just go to gualia.org, so G-W-A-L-I-A.org. Search that one up. Very fascinating. But uh, Leonora itself, it's one of those mining towns that's gone a bit up and down, but the population at the moment seems to sit around about 3,000 people, all very welcoming. It's a really bustling centre in terms of, um, you know, supplies for the mines that are out there. Please do go into the Leonora Visitor Centre because you will receive just the warmest welcome and it's um, a little bit of respite too. So the Visitor Centre acts as the local resources centre. So out the back is the library, you know, plenty of places to sit. If it's a bit hot outside, um, you can thumb through a book and then the staff there have the, you know, you can grab a Golden Quest Discovery Trail book, you can buy locally created souvenirs and then they've also got for sale $5, it's a little A5 ring book, but um, it's the guidebook for the twin trails, so the Leonora Loop trails. So there are two trails that loop outside of Leonora cultural history and the other is a bit more on gold and pastoral. Just under 400 kilometres, I think, if you do both of the trails. We consider those a companion drive to the Golden Quest, so you can check that one out on our website. And there's about 15 interpretive sites on each trail. And again, with the big, you know, rusty um, sculptures of the ghosts of the past to tell you the story. But yeah, I definitely recommend that you pick up the $5 guidebook that goes with it because there's just a plethora of history in there. Fascinating story. Yeah, terrific. That's great. And um, the Kalgoorlie Boulder uh, area is also steeped in uh, mining history, but also current, I guess. And uh yeah, it'd be good to um, hear a bit more about what's what's happening there at the moment. So I consider Kalgoorlie Boulder to be like the big sister <laughs> to all of the other shires, you know, in our region um, because we are, I suppose, what you'd call the regional centre in terms of health and education and supplies and manufacturing for mining. And, of course, we've got that big old super pit off to the side, um, which has been mining now for, oh, who knows how long. And every time they say that they're about to close that big super pit, someone else comes up with another vein. So um, I think over the last 12 or 13 years, it's definitely evolved from being a spot of leases along that golden mile to what we now see as the big open cut. I think it's the second largest in the Southern Hemisphere. So people usually will, number one, stop, go up to the super pit and have a look at the lookout. And you can see, of course, the whole of Kalgoorlie and Boulder, the twin towns. Um, look, Kalgoorlie nowadays has so much to offer a traveller. You know, we really are pushing towards being a large tourism centre and thinking to the future, thinking that once the mining activity is done in our region, how can we keep up our community and service people in another way? So uh, I would suggest at least three days for Kalgoorlie. There is the Hannon's North Tourist Mine, um, which is open every day of the week bar Saturday. You can go out and you can spend hours there looking at all of the historic displays and learning about the history of mining in Kalgoorlie Boulder and also Australia. Look, uh, the Museum of the Goldfields, you can't miss it at the top end of Hannon Street with the big red head frame. They've also got a viewing platform and a new lift, so that's good because there were some 
troubles there sometimes, people getting stuck in the lift, but it's all sorted. Um, and the museum is actually the last spot on a new app, which is the um, Heart of Gold Discovery Trail. So you start at the Kalgoorlie Boulder Visitors Centre, which is inside the Kalgoorlie Town Hall. Download the app and then walk up Hannon Street, take a little detour to the School of Mines, and then back up Hannon Street to the museum. Um, it's really fun. It's really fun for all ages. They've got augmented reality and stuff. You can actually take a photo of yourself wearing the mural chains. Yeah, and then once you're up at the museum, you, you know, you look for gold. There's an actual augmented reality little activity there. So my kids love that one. And then also in Kalgoorlie Boulder, a bit of, you know, leap to more contemporary storytelling is the Heartwalk Public Art um, Festival that we had over 2018 and 19. So there are now over 50 new murals, either on Kalgoorlie shop fronts or on the side of buildings. And I just, I can't remember what it was like driving around without those bursts of colour. You know, they are new to this area. It's a new concept. We didn't have a lot of public art. And about 30% of the murals that were put up in 2019 are from local Aboriginal artists. So, you know, we didn't just invite in celebrity artists. We um, also drew on our own, you know, wealth of art here. So um, I do that sometimes as a side gig. I go out and do walking tours for people and we visit the galleries and some of the murals. And it just really lifts up the profile of the city because a lot of people do recognise Kargoorlie Boulder for its architecture. Yes, it's beautiful buildings, aren't they? The beautiful stone buildings. And, yeah, it's quite extraordinary, actually, that such ornate buildings were built. And obviously there was money to do it, but but in such such a long time ago. It's quite, I mean, and given the distance, the tyranny of distance of, of materials. And transport at the time. Yes, yes. Yeah, camels brought all that stuff out there. Luckily there were local quarries for the rock. But um, and the other fascinating thing about our area is they reckon that there's actually no trees older than 100 years old. Yeah, interesting, yes. It would have been all open plain, yeah. Raised them down for the you know, train lines and steam engines. So, Yeah, and everyone's heard the story of when beer was cheaper than water. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we've got that water pipe now, the historic Goldfields um, Golden Pipeline, travelling from Mundaring outside of Perth into the Goldfields. So that just adds on as well. So if you're coming from Perth, you can follow the pipeline, follow that uh, the stops along the way to the pump stations and the dams if you want to go for a dip or catch some yabbies. And if you catch the train, you follow it all the way out. You do. It's really quite fascinating. And um, to me, it's, it's just astounding. You know, they see the value in this area and then they service it with water so we can all live here and enjoy a you know, modern way of life. Yeah, absolutely. And makes it yeah, very livable. And so um, the uh, so what sort of uh, collateral do you guys have in regards to, for tourists to, to grab hold of? You've mentioned a guidebook. You've mentioned the app. So can you let us know where people can find that information and uh, the best places to buy it or download it and, and also the uh, email addresses so that people can engage with the Golden Quest Discovery Trail and, uh, and the trail's so the, um, I would say the very best first place to look would be the Golden Quest Trail website, which is goldenquesttrail.com. And once you're there, you can see actually quite a lot of information about the sites that go into the guidebook. But also then if you click on to purchase the guidebook, 
uh, about the trail, you can buy the book, download the audio or download the phone app. And then there's also quite a lot of information about planning your itinerary because this is the outback. You know, not all roads are sealed. We talk about road safety, what to pack with you and make sure that you tell people where you are. There is, of course, links on the website to all of the member shires. So Kulgadi, Kalgoorlie Boulder, Leonora Laverton and Menzies. You can link through to the local visitors' centres. And uh, we encourage people to make contact to check about the road conditions because those can change, you know, depending on what the weather's like. We've had, you know, good fires over the summer. So definitely make contact with the locals. They know their area best. And then, of course, every visitor's centre in our region is well-versed on the Golden Quest Discovery Trail and the sites in their region. So they can definitely tell you more about it. If you would like to contact us directly for some up-to-date information, you can either click the contact button on the goldenquesttrail.com website or you can email me and I'll get back to you as soon as possible via info at goldfieldstourism.com.au. Great. Excellent. Well, that sounds very comprehensive and lots of opportunities for people to engage with the uh, Discovery Trail. And also there's the the trail tales and the blog and so there's lots of uh, good information coming out regarding you know traveling around the gold fields and like you just said earlier where's the best coffee and uh, where to stay and just some really good up-to-date information for travelers which is very helpful our travelers have quite varied as well not everybody comes here for leisure you know there's actually i suppose the biggest portion of our visitors to this region are friends and family of people who have moved here to you know for careers and such and so we get a lot of friends and family coming through so uh, i do encourage residents of our region as well you know if you're going to go out to rouse lagoon on the weekend why not check out the trail because it just adds to your experience yeah that's right and also isn't it funny how we're not really tourists in our own area it's uh we we have to visit it after we've left it <laughs> to do the tourism walks and things. But visitors make a very good excuse to become a tourist and uh, and actually explore your own area, which is, you know, which always surprises you when you do it. So it's well worth it. <laughs> it is. And I would, um, so tonight I'm actually off to the Aussie Gold Hunters premiere of season six. Oh, that's, an, and that's captured some of the gold fields, hasn't it? It has all over Western Australia, but a lot of the gold fields. So it's a Foxtel series, which is being aired in over 100 countries around the world, and it is spiking up a modern-day gold fever. You know, we're getting people rocking up here with really not a lot of knowledge, but they've seen it on TV and they want to come find the gold and get rich. They've got the shovel and they've got the pan and they're ready. That's it. Yeah, they're just missing their old-school barrow and a camel, but... It's modern day gold mining and it's it's quite exciting just to see, you know, our region up on the international screens. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. It's, it's excellent for promotion for the region. So well done. That's excellent. Very good. Well, thank you very much for joining me. And uh, we look forward to uh, hearing updates as new things develop and, and as it builds momentum. Uh, so thanks again. And uh, to everyone listening, thank you for your time and thanks for traveling the Outback Way. And we look forward to your company next episode. Uh, until then, travel safely and drive to the road conditions and enjoy your journey through the heart of Australia on the Outback Way. Thank you for tuning in to the Outback Way podcast. The show notes will be on our website at outbackway.org.au. If you are enjoying our podcast, please leave us a review. 
And if you're really enjoying our podcast, you may like to become a contributor through our Outback Way store for $5. You can help with the production of our podcast. Please stay in touch. We'd really love to hear your stories. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Outback Way One. If you are travelling the Outback Way this year in 2020, there will be a private Facebook group for travellers so that we can talk specifically about what's on and where to go and how to make the most of your journey. And finally, thanks to Perk Digital for producing our podcast, making your journey through the heart of Australia on Australia's longest shortcut easier. Please travel safely. The Outback Way podcast is all about your trip. We're really trying to make it easier for you and give you valuable information to make it more enjoyable. So we'd love your feedback. Send your questions, comments and travel stories to info at outbackway.org.au and if you share your story, we may even feature you on this podcast. Thank you for joining us through the heart of Australia on Australia's Longest Shortcut. Cheers for now.